0: It's thought, it's thought, it's, it's on now. 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 Good evening, boys and girls, and um, Rini and uh, Bear, Brian, glad to have you guys, looks like we've had a few more people join in, got uh, three guests, my name's Tony, Motoroy on XJTalk.com, and this show, Jeep Cherokee XJTalk.com show is brought to you by XJTalk.com, the Jeep Cherokee website, the premiere. Jeep Cherokee website growing by leaps and bounds every day. In fact we got a couple of uh, contests going on that I'm going to talk to you about here in just a few minutes. Tonight we're going to be talking about um, your Jeep Cherokee running hot or even overheating. I'm going to relay to you the experiences that I've gone through in the life cycle of my Jeep which I guess is around 13 years now. because. Uh, My wife and I bought bought that uh, Jeep brand new, so you should uh, find this interesting, even if you haven't had any uh, overheating problems, but I would find that hard to believe, because that's kind of the, the weak point on the Jeep Cherokee, but we'll get to that in just a minute. segment sponsored by 4WheelingPlus.com. Do you own a Jeep? Do you need help getting it up? Check out FourWheelingPlus.com for great deals on Jeep lift kits. That's the number 4 wheeling plus com. XJTalk.com. XJTalk.com. It's where you go when you're not off-road. Hey, I just wanted to tell you about XJTalk.com. It's a great site. There's no bashing. Everybody's nice and friendly. Great place to be. Do you have questions or comments that you would like played on the air? We've set up voicemail just for that purpose. All you have to do is call 530-675-4102. Just leave your name, your location, and your question or comment. Chances are good it'll get played on the air. That number again is 530-675-4102. We look forward to hearing from you today. Okay, well, I think, um, think there's several people interested in the contest that we have going on. Certainly the, uh, the individuals that, uh, um, for the Performance Distributors Firewire Kit 4.0 giveaway, um, those individuals that called in uh, questions, uh, called or sent in questions or promos. Well, the, uh, the, the initial voting is over, and uh, it looks like um, the, for the promo, that uh, Dalton 4x4 four four, got 7 votes, Weldman got 13, and Orderdean got 4. Orderdean, if you might recall, is in uh, Mongolia, and he <clears throat> sent in his, um, his promo um, from that country, and he was good enough to speak our language, <laughs> which I'm sure improved his, uh, his chances of winning. And uh, there was only three promos, and uh, I really appreciate them. And, in fact, um, uh, I'll be, you'll be hearing them here on the show from time to time. And I hope that um, you guys uh, will do more promos for the show. Uh, it, it, it's great to have things to play on the, the show and also gives you an opportunity to say, hey, that's me. Now, for the question part, part of it, we had a lot more entries. I guess questions were easier to, um, to think of. And uh, we have a tie. So not it wasn't something that I had anticipated, but we have a tie between Weldman with three vote, votes and Orderdean with three votes. So before we have the vote between the um, promos and the questions, we're going to have to have another vote, a vote-off, for the two questions that have tied. So I'll be putting up a post uh, later today or tomorrow so that you can vote on which question was the best and of course if Weldman wins that one then there will not be a follow-up vote he will have won the performance firewire distributor kit so get in there and vote Uh, it's really easy to vote all you need to do is be an xjtalk.com member and at the very top of each page will be a notice section and as long as you haven't closed it uh, you will see a line up there that says, as soon as I get to it, Performance Distributor Firewire 4.0 Kit Giveaway. Voting in progress. And then it says, Vote Best Promo, Vote Best Question. That'll be a little different. It'll just say, Vote Best Question, probably something like Tiebreaker or something. So I'll be changing that soon. But the voting has has ended for the uh, Performance Distributors Firewire Kit 4.0. And so far at this point, Weldman with 13 votes has won the promo and we have a tie between Weldman and Orderdean with three votes each for the question. So on our other uh, giveaway is the quite lovely Detours A-pillar light mount. does not include the lights so don't give me no crap about it. It's just the mounts. So what we're doing there is we're selling, uh, it's like a raffle, we're selling $2 tickets. And um, if you are a a super member, uh, subscriber, you get one free entry. And several people have taken advantage of that, uh, our super members of course. So uh, I've currently, I've put up our current number of entries and we, there's not very many entries. So... If you haven't uh, gone to the, also at the top of the page where it says Detours A-Pillar Light Mount Contest and then Contest Details, if you just click on Contest Details, you can go and enter the contest. It's $2 per chance, and you pay through PayPal. So just go in, put in your uh, your uh, chance to win, and, I mean, gosh, I mean, what do we have? <clears throat> We only have um, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. We have 11 entries right now. So uh, some of the individuals have uh, two and three entries apiece. But if you just look at it, the odds, um, you know, it's like a, a 1 in 11 chance to win. So that's, uh, gosh, what is that? Like um, 10%? It must be 10%. Just looking here at the chat room, we've got a few more people who have shown up. Um, several guests. Hello, guests. It's uh, pretty easy to sign up with UStream uh, w- to get an account. It's free, and if you get an account, you can uh, talk in the chat room, or at least uh, chat in the chat room. So that's our two contests. The um, performance distributor firewire contest is coming to a close very soon, probably within the next uh, week. Possibly less depending on how this uh, tiebreaker uh, turns out So very anxious to see who's going to win that I think it's going to be a lot of fun Hopefully the winner will uh, take up uh, take some pictures uh, after installing the uh, firework kit and uh, also two for the a pillars. Oh, that was the other thing. I wanted to mention the a pillar detours a pillar uh, light mounts the contest will be over next Tuesday March 29th so you need to get your entries in before then you have up till up to midnight on the 29th that's next Tuesday and then on the show next week we're going to pick the winner so uh, it'll just be a random drawing um, and you know whoever's name is picked they're picked and that's uh, who will get the uh, a mounts and it will be as simple as me placing an order with detours and then detours mark will ship that straight to you, so it should go pretty quick since it's not depending on depending on me shipping it because <laughs> I'm kind of slow in getting that stuff done, as any of you that have um, waited for the coveted XJ talk stickers uh, have found out. And speaking of that, the XJ talk spe- uh, stickers, I have found a local vendor. Uh, I was going to call him last week uh, to see about uh, getting some samples made and um didn't get a chance to he was closed Friday and Saturday so uh, I got to still got a call this week but it looks like we should have some XJ Talk stickers very soon those are available for purchase now uh, several people have already purchased them there is a special deal for um past XJ Talk uh, uh, donors and certainly for our super subscribers so If you haven't ordered your sticker yet, get in there and order them. The stickers are $7 a piece, and that includes shipping. Actually, if you order it, it gives me a better idea about how many to order from this guy. So, if you're thinking about getting one, get your order in. That's on the website. I didn't think about it before the show, so I don't have the information, but you can get me on the the site and ask me, or... Probably just find it. Uh, oh, actually, it's up at the notices. It says XJ Talk stickers are available for order. Click here. So you just got to click that and it'll take you to the, the right area. And again, you just, used, uh, just use PayPal to pay your $7 or your $1 or your $2 or whatever whatever it is, depending on what your membership status is. So, tonight's uh, subject is going to be about uh, the jeep overheating. I I know that uh, I've heard several people complain about uh, their jeeps running hot uh, at idle uh, in traffic, uh, off-road, especially in uh, high-torque, high-horsepower environments, you know, climbing or crawling through things like mud. And it, it seems to be a very common issue. Not everybody has it, but uh, it does seem to be a very common issue with a Jeep Cherokee. Now, mine was no different. I, uh, I bought my Jeep Cherokee, I guess it was 1998, because that's the year of the Jeep. And um, it was fine, you know, as a stock, uh, stock configuration, obviously. And it was fine for about two years, maybe two and a half or so. And then one day I was coming home down uh, I-10, which is uh, the uh, highway here close to the house. Uh, and I was driving 70, 80 miles an hour. And I noticed it was running hot. And it, of course, had never run hot before. And I thought, well, this is strange. It must be low on water. Maybe I have a leak. Something's causing it to um, not cool properly. So... I exited I-10, got on the feeder road, pulled over into a parking lot, and it was acting kind of weird because uh, it would go to the. It got up to the second hash mark after the two ten, which was right at the edge of the red. So to me that meant it's getting really hot, and I need to be very careful with it. But it's not in the red; it's at the edge of the red, so it should be fine. But I still got off the off the highway, and as I was getting off the highway, it. The needle just dropped down all of a sudden, down to the the next hash mark down, and I thought, okay, good. Well, this is great because I was afraid it was going to overheat. So I went on a little further, and then it kicked back up, and then it you could smell the the hot from the from the engine, and I think it actually started um, acting up. Uh, it's running, uh, it wasn't running properly. So I knew those warning signs, so I pulled over into a parking lot and turned it off and and let it sit. And, of course, I got out and looked to see if there was any water leaking and nothing. It was, you know, just as it was as that I got it from the showroom uh, floor. So I let it cool off a little bit, uh, started it. It didn't run very well, um, and it straightened up. It was hot. Of course, you know, when you turn it off, you're um, stopping the cooling system. So it, it kind of has a tendency, the the pressure increases and things have a tendency to get hotter whenever you turn it off. Anyway, I babied it, babied it all the way home. At the time, I was um, in a, a pretty good paying um, IT position and I really didn't, I had worked on vehicles a lot whenever I first started driving when I was like 16, 17, 18. I didn't know the Jeep I had never worked on it and I wasn't really looking forward to doing anything to it. And also, too, I was probably uh, very busy at work. So instead of going through the trouble of, um, you know, finding out exactly what the problem was, I just took it down to a local shop. Well, they found the problem. It was the the water pump. The plastic fins that uh, Chrysler had on the water pump were gone. It looked like somebody had just chewed them off. The um, coolant looked like a kind of a reddish mud color. Now, keep in mind, I don't I probably had put some water in the overflow, maybe I'd put some in the radiator, but you know, this thing had been really nothing I had done nothing to it except drive it like a bat out of hell. And it was just a very tr- tough vehicle. So, I was a little surprised at uh how bad that um that water pump had had come apart like that basically so they said well you know we think that you may have warped the head which i was a little surprised because i wasn't driving it around or at least according to the gauge i wasn't driving it around with it being overheated so uh they wanted to check it out and uh, they said yeah it's the head's warped. so we need to send the head off to have it checked and milled and if it's uh if it just has to be uh, milled, then you know it's only two hundred and fifty bucks or something like that. And I'm like, okay, okay. Anyway, all told, all when it was all said and done, it was nine hundred and fifty dollars to repair the bad water pump. So, got it back. I was a little concerned about them having the head off and uh, uh, putting it back on properly, and the Jeep actually. Um, performing like it had before but they did a very good job uh i think they i think they charged me way too much for it but that's fine they they did a very good job and if i had uh, if i had wanted to i could have got the tools and done it all myself uh, but i i didn't so i paid the 950 about two months after that the um i started having a heating problem Uh, actually i think it uh, i think i noticed the the coolant was leaking out of uh, somewhere around the front of the vehicle and um, i I looked and it looked like it was coming from the radiator so i called the shop that had done the the repair and told them uh, i think i may have even taken it up there and uh, they said yeah the the radiator has plastic tanks so uh, i was confused because i'm like i don't understand what do you mean plastic part of the radiator is plastic he goes yeah the the tanks at the end the, you know the ends both ends of the the radiator that's that's plastic i said it gets really hot doesn't it i mean i already knew how hot the, the hood got on the silly thing he says yeah and i said that kind of, but why would the factory do that I, he goes i don't know but that's what it is and and they crack you know when you have that problem that overheating It stressed the tank, and that's probably what cracked it, and you need to probably just replace it because they don't repair plastic tanks. So I said, okay, how much is that? He goes, well, to be honest with you, we don't sell the radiators, so all we would do is go to our radiator shop and have them do it, and then we would charge you more for what they did and charge us. If you want to, I'll just give you the name of the place and you can go down there. I guess they were feeling bad about the 950. No, nah, probably not. But anyway, that's what I did. And I prefer that anyway. I would rather go to a radiator shop and also to talk to the individuals and uh, see what they have. And, uh, you know, they. Uh, I went down there. They pulled the uh, the radiator out, stuck it in the tank. And, yeah, it's a cracked uh, crack tank. And uh, I said, okay, well, you can't, I, and I really thought, you know, 75 bucks or something, I was going to get it repaired. But no, it was a, a cracked plastic tank. So I said, well, you, you, as far as replacement, what do you got? He goes, well, we can put a uh, all-metal. Actually, they think, I think they probably said they had a plastic thing, and I didn't want a plastic. I said, what do you have that's all-metal? And he says, well, we have a, an all-metal tank for 225. So I had not looked at anything, certainly nothing on the internet. I hadn't looked anything up. Of course, the internet was very new back then because I guess that would have been around 2000, 2001. I guess it was around 2000 when all this was going on. And um, there wasn't as many things on the internet as there there are now. Anyway, so 225, they put a new uh, all-metal, two-core radiator uh, in the Jeep, and I was off. So uh, what is that, about $1,100 just because... uh, the uh, fins on the factory water pump went out and that was my first clue i mean it always ran just a hair uh, hair above i'm sorry hair below 210 and it never moved from there and uh, i'm pretty good at scanning the gauges so um i don't think that it had been hotter than that uh when i was going down i10 and i i caught i think i caught it pretty quick and I thought I had done it right, where I wasn't going to cause any damage. But, well, I, I, I'm I would be a little surprised if I warped the head, um, unless the gauge was lying to me. You know, maybe you guys have a have a better idea um, about how much, how far you can drive, whenever it's not in the red, but it's on the edge of the red. It did go past. It it did go past that point a couple of times, uh, but it. Uh, it would go back down. So, you know, I kept going. I I tried to get, you know, more air. Of course, I didn't know what the problem was at the time. If I had known that the fins on the the water pump were bad, then I probably wouldn't have tried that. So anyway, that was my my first overheating issues with uh, the Cherokee. And like I said, that was like two or three years into the the initial ownership of it. And and it was brand new when I bought it. So I guess off and on, I would have... um, issues over the years <clears throat> and I went through about five, I think, total water pumps. Um I remember one year on Father's Day I replaced a water pump and then exactly well I don't I don't know if Father's Day is the same day every year, but exactly uh um I wanna I wanna say exactly about one year later on the following Father's Day I replaced the water pump again. Now these were the you know, the 30 the 35 dollars water pumps from O'Reilly's. And uh, I don't think I got rebuilt. Especially after going through all that crap of uh, having to replace it. So uh, I'm sure I was getting the, the new ones. And um, had I known that I would be replacing them that often, I would have um, kept the receipt and got a free one. But going through the trouble of putting those things on, you know, they don't they don't reimburse you for that hour or two hours, whatever it takes to 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 change that out. And plus Father's Day is in the summer. So it's even more fun to, to work on the Jeep whenever it's really hot outside. So anyway, I have gone through about a total of five water pumps, uh counting that first one. And uh, the one I've had on there now for I guess over a year is the um the f- uh, flow cooler uh high volume water pump. I was looking at the Hesco but it was just too damn expensive. Uh there's just no way I was going to put a 250 300 dollar water pump on on my Jeep. And I didn't see uh, a lot of difference between the two. So, anyway, I'm I'm getting, well, this is a while back, too, because keep, keep in mind, uh, a guy in the chat room, East uh, Texas, uh, Hunter, says $35, good God, that's cheap. Uh, that was 2003, 2004, so that was a, a few years ago when I was getting that, and, of course, I could be remembering wrong, but I don't think it was much more than that. It wasn't, I don't think it was 60 or anything. I don't think it was 40. It seems like it was around 35 or so. But anyway, at any rate, I'm getting ahead of myself. So, um I knew that during the the summertime uh I would have the the biggest problem. I mean of course it makes sense. The air temperature is the hottest, the the humidity is is high, and the uh, the very narrow um nose of the Jeep Cherokee is just not a really good surface area, especially to put fans behind the the radiator to get the air flow through there at low at low speed. So you know, just like uh, like most of the Jeeps, at idle and traffic, it would start to warm up. The um, if I wasn't running the air conditioner, the electric fan auxiliary fan would would come on, and certainly that would help the situation, uh, the the overheating situation. But uh, uh, ever so often, it would have a problem, and I would have to add some water. Uh, I never saw really saw a leak, but I, I noticed I could uh, add water, and then it would go back to acting normal and. I guess about every three months or so, I'd have to put some water in it. And this went on for for years, and um, I lifted the Jeep. Uh, I guess that was about about three and a half years ago. That was uh, October of 2007, I believe. I was uh, talking to uh, to Matt the other day on Facebook, and uh, we were talking about tires, and I was trying to remember how long uh, it had been since I had uh, bought the uh the bfg 32s that i have and uh it was uh it's going right on uh, three and a half years i'll probably get four years out of those tires which is which i think is pretty good I, i do need to check them to make sure um how far down they are he was telling me about how to check to see how how low they are with the little hash marks and stuff on it that i wasn't familiar with but anyway so um About three-and-a-half years ago, I uh, put a four-and-a-half, a a Rough Country, four-and-a-half-inch lift, and on that same day that the the kit was installed, I took it over to NTB. I had already purchased the uh, wheels and uh, tires, so I just drove it over to NTB with the wheels and tires, and they uh, mounted them, balanced them, and put them on the Jeep, and about... I don't know. Uh, as soon as I noticed it, I mean, I was always keeping a close eye on the the temperature gauge after that uh, that initial overheating problem. Um, I, I I kind of gradually over time noticed it was running a little hot, um, and it only seemed to do it. I mean, it, it had the same issue at idle and so on and so forth, but but going down the highway at 70, 80 miles an hour. It would kind of have a what I called was a heat creep because it would it would go up to the 210 and then you know you go down the road another five miles or so and then it would be a little over 210 another five miles it'd be a little further on further on and it would actually get to that first hash mark past 210. At the time I thought that you know that was a linear scale and, and it's not that that first hash mark at least according to the obd B O B D two Interface that next hash mark is around 240, 245, uh, really hot. Uh, a lot hotter than what I, I thought it was based on the interval of hash, uh, the intervals that the hash marks were. So um, I was, uh, needless to say, I was very concerned because I, un- I understand that the transmission uh, coolant is going to the radiator. Uh, certainly the engine, the whole, the whole vehicle would smell hot And even though it wasn't overheating, I was still nervous because of the $950 that I had spent um, just, you know, several years earlier. And I did not want to be in that position again, especially since my, my job situation had changed and I wasn't making the same amount of money that I had been making before. So I needed to get this thing fixed. I needed to figure out what the problem was and resolve it. Now, initially, I thought, well, I've put... Bigger tires. I, you know, I spoke with people, and initially uh, the the conversation was, "Well, bigger tires. There's more stress on the transmission. Uh, it's probably slipping uh, more than what it had slipped before because the the additional weight of the vehicle uh, because of the tires, and of course making the tires turn and blah 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 blah." So the thought was, get a uh, transmission cooler. So that's what I did. I got a uh, BN, uh uh, I always say this wrong, B&M, yep, B&M. I always want to say B&W, like uh, A&W root beer. But anyway, the B&M 13,000 BTU transmission cooler. Now, my Jeep has the upcountry package, so it already has a a factory um, transmission cooler on it. So I just put the 13K transmission cooler in series so it was going the transmission line would go to the radiator and then it would go to the factory transmission cooler and then it went to the b&w transmission cooler which was probably twice the surface area and then i ran that out back to the transmission and i put the the transmission cooler in front of the condenser and i went ahead and put it on the side of the mechanical fan because you know, to me that made the most sense because the me- mechanical fan was larger and should pull more air through there. So, if you're going to put some extra heat generating device in front of your Jeep, put it in front of the fan that pulls the most air. So that's what I did. Did not resolve the issue. Um, I don't think it made it any worse, or at least it wasn't noticeably worse, but it did not resolve the issue. I have no doubt that the transmission probably ran cooler. Um, I, I would have, I still want to, and I haven't done so. Uh, I should have got a transmission temperature gauge so I could see exactly how hot or cold it was running. I did notice that during the winter time, like when it was 30 degrees out, the transmission would act funny. And, uh, I'm sure it was because it was too cold. I'm sure it would say it was too damn cold. Um, it took it a little while for it to warm up, and then once it was warmed up, it was uh, it didn't act weird. And uh, that was a number of years ago, so I don't think it's actually a transmission problem. I think it was just um, um, the transmission fluid was just, you know, it was kind of having a hard time with it because it wasn't warming up very quickly. Yeah, 30 degrees was very cold in Texas. Oh, thanks for joining, pre runner Kind of a neat tr- treat having you here. Um, either you're at home, or you're still at work, not doing something you're not supposed to do. But glad to have you here anyway. So anyway, um, put that on there. Didn't make a difference, but I felt better about the the transmission because even with the engine running hot, that probably uh, I would think that helped the transmission run cooler. So any damage that I may have been doing um, by running hot transmission fluid back uh, into the uh, the um, into the uh, transmission that should have helped uh, that situation so I kind of figured I extended the life of the transmission so um, I think that uh, it was about mm, maybe two years ago that I got real aggressive about trying to fix this problem I found that I could get out here on I-10 and drive down about 12 miles well, I guess it was 12 miles round trip so I could drive about six miles And it didn't matter if it was day or night, raining, dry, cold, hot, etc. If I drove that six miles at 75, 80 miles an hour, uh, before I got to where I was going to pull off and turn around and come back, it was running, uh, it was, I don't want to say it was, it wasn't overheating, but it was running hot. Mm -hmm. It was doing that past the 210, uh, either, at or very close to the, the, the next hash mark. So I, I had a good solid test that I could use. So um, I can't remember the order of how I changed things but basically uh, the first thing I did was, I do remember this, the first thing I did was I got a new radiator. Uh, one thing I had learned with my uh, uh, 72 Nova and my 327 etc uh, etc et if you want to Cool an engine better. Put a, uh, put an additional core. Get a transmission with another core. So if it's a one core, get a two. If it's a two, get a three. In the Jeep, it was a two core. So I started digging around on the internet, and I found the C. Was it was CSF or CFS. Anyway, that uh, three core transmit uh, uh, three core radiator, and it was actually something I got from Auto. Uh, yeah, Auto Barn. Is that right? Auto which, you know, I wouldn't think that that would be, you know, a barn wouldn't be a good place to buy anything unless it's hay or livestock. But anyway, they real good people, um, treated me well. And um, I think, I can't remember, something happened to that first one. Um, I think I got a hole rubbed in, in it. It was, uh, yeah, uh, the electric fan rubbed a hole in it and they warranted it for me. They sent me another one which I thought was really nice. I didn't know what the problem was at the time. Uh, But they were very nice to take care of that, and it really wasn't their fault. Um, It was something, a modification, they needed to do to the electric fan to keep it from rubbing on the fins. But anyway, put the three core in there, and I was certain, certain that that would fix it. It made it better, but it did not fix it. It still ran hot. So then, I got a lot more aggressive. Um, actually, there was uh, before. I, before I go too far, uh, back up a little bit. I was having issues uh, with it running hot, and also too, it was very doggy going up overpasses and so on and so forth. So, uh, it had been mentioned. I think it was on NAXJ uh, A that they had said, "Well, your gears are wrong." You know, with those thirty-two inch tires. The 355 gears that you have in the differentials is not going to be good. Uh, It's going to hurt your gas mileage, and it's going to make that engine work harder. And if the engine's working harder, then it's going to um, generate more heat. Made sense to me, and was a damn good excuse to put higher or lower gears in it, higher numeric, lower ratio gears. So, got some 456 gears, and uh, took it over to the shop, and got them installed. And that is probably the thing that made my jeep the most fun to drive again because it it put it back to where it was uh whenever it was stock except now it was lifted with big tires so i was able to to make it go accelerate like it accelerated before probably a little bit better actually so anyway put the gears on it no change still running hot now, now keep in mind for for you folks that say if it's running hot at highway speeds, which is the problem I'm having, it's an airflow issue. So keep in mind this is no modification to the Jeep with the exception of lift and larger tires. The the front bumper with the air dam, you know, built into it, still there. Uh nothing in front of the grill. Uh the only thing that was behind the grill was the uh condenser. The 13 k uh, uh, transmission cooler, and of course behind that the radiator. So running hot on the highway, and actually getting you know up there towards the second hash mark. Now I've heard uh, several people uh, were telling me on the on the website n a x j a that uh, you know what don't worry about it. It's it's running hot. It's it's not overheating. Don't worry about it and then i had some of them say well it's it's running hot because the gear ratio is too low you're you're turning too many rpms cuz at 80 miles an hour i was turning 3000 rpms in overdrive so um i tried driving slower 65 which i think was closer to Oh gosh, what is that? I think it's seventy. It's about twenty eight hundred. So I guess uh, sixty five would be close to twenty um, six, twenty five hundred RPM. And it, and it's a little better. It doesn't overheat, or I'm sorry, it doesn't run quite as hot. And um, so anyway, uh, the summer was coming up, and I said, "Screw this! I'm fixing this." So. I did some research and I said, okay, airflow issue, uh, clutch disc, I'm not clutch disc, uh, clutch for the fan, let's replace it. So I got a, a new one, put it on there, no change. Did some more research, found out that you could put a uh, heavy duty Grand Cherokee fan clutch on there and basically all it, what it was was it would just engage um, um, at a higher uh, a lower RPM and a, at a more of a a percentage of engagement, so basically more airflow, and um, put that in there. Uh, I don't want to say it, it did not fix it. There was a slight change. It, there was a slight improvement. You, it was a noticeable improvement, but it did not fix it. And the goal here was to get the temperature down at, at less than a needle's width below 210 because that's the way it was from the factory. So then some people had said, well, it's probably your uh you know, it's it's probably the temp sensor. Your temp sensor is probably throwing you off. And I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, it, it runs kind of funny when it gets hot and it, you feel a loss of power when it gets too hot, and on summertime days, I would notice that. So I was thinking, no, I, I think it is getting hot. But, you know, I wanted to I wanted to, you know, take every opportunity to to do it right. So for 30 bucks or so, whatever it was, $25, $28. I went and got another temp sensor. And now it was running hotter. So it was actually showing a higher temperature. And then I said, enough with this. And I said, What else do I what else can I throw on here? So I went ahead and replaced uh the heater hoses, the upper hose, the lower hose. Uh, I had already replaced the radiator. Um I I put in a lower thermostat like a 180. Um, froze my butt off during the winter with that 180 thermostat in there. By the way, and then I started looking at the high flow stuff. So I got a high flow thermostat housing, a high flow thermostat, uh, another another 180. I got a um, got the high flow water pump, the flow cooler. Put it all on there, and um, it still ran hot. And, and mind you, this is with the 180 high-flow thermostat. It still ran hot on the highway. Now, at idle, in traffic, oh, it just loved things. It was <laughs> it was a, a gem dandy. Any issue that I'd had sitting in traffic or just having the thing sit there idle, not a problem. It was working great, but not on the highway. It It had the heat creep. Now, it was not going as far over as what it did before. So the modifications that I had made did make an improvement driving down the highway. So I think the next thing I tried was let's wire up the um the bi- let's put in the bypass switch for the electric fan. And uh that I guess that really wasn't uh, so much as uh trying that I had I was you know building up the Jeep and I wanted to take it off road and I thought that would be a really nice thing to be able to switch that that electric fan on while I was off road. So I hooked that up, and one day during the summer, I was coming home, and I thought, you know, I wonder what would happen if I turned the air conditioner off. Now, you, you understand that the air conditioner runs the the auxiliary fan. When the air conditioner's on, the auxiliary fan comes on, and that's because there's more heat uh, being put out in front of the radiator on that condenser. So the air being drawn through is going to be hotter, so you need more airflow And actually surface area uh, to be cooled on that radiator so it can keep up with the additional heat load that you're putting uh, into the the cooling system. So I thought to myself, well, I wonder what would happen if I'm driving down the road at, you know, 2800 RPM with the air conditioner off, but with the electric fan on. Let me take that, that little bit of heat out of the equation. And what I found was, is that first off, I made sure that it was going to run hot. And, and yeah, it did. It was up there past the 210, well past the 210. Not to the first hash mark, but well past the 210. So, uh, you know, I, I verified that, yeah, it's running hot. It's hot, It's a hot day, and I'm, I'm running. I've got the heat creep. So, and then I hit the electric, the switch, the bypass for the electric fan. And boy, the temperature just starts coming down. And it got within probably a needle's width of 210 on the running, you know, higher than 210. Now, I was real impressed with that information. That told me that the the amount of heat that it was generating was slightly more than what the cooling system could keep up with. It also told me that uh, what these guys had been telling me, and I'm sure the same thing you guys have told me, that if you run hot at highway speeds... It's an airflow issue, and it is not a fan problem because running down the highway at 70, 80 miles an hour, your fans are not needed. You know, that's that's the same thing that everybody says, and it makes perfect sense, but that's not what I experienced. I experienced that whenever I had the electric fan on at highway speeds and the air conditioner off, it made a significant, noticeable difference in the coolant temperature. So, actually, t- probably six months, eight months ago, I was talking to a uh, a vendor on xjtalk.com, and I said, um, Mark, would this, I think it's Mark, Mark at um, Payless, um, Payless 4x4, and, and I said, Mark, would it make a difference if I had... You know, like a lot more CFM, a couple other electric fans, maybe a Taurus electric fan, and and a higher, uh, another high uh, high speed fan. Not a Taurus, it wouldn't fit, but another high speed fan. And he said that that Taurus and the other fan, I I think it was like thirty five hundred, thirty six hundred, whatever it was uh, CFM. He says that's going to pull more air than what you're going to be able to force through there going down the highway. So. That was contrary to what I had been hearing from everybody else. And I was a little enthused by that because, keep in mind, I had done all these things. And I think by this time, I'd also cut the hole in the hood so that I could put in a um, cowl induction scoop so that it would have a way of letting the air get out, the hot air out of the hood and flow back over the Jeep and, you know, maybe get some of that because it's very hot under the hood. Which, by the way, that didn't fix the problem either, obviously. But all these things had a slight improvement. And, and again, uh, off-road, <laughs> high torque, uh, air conditioner on, crawling, um, low gears, blah, 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 runs great. I have no overheating issues whatsoever, only on the highway, and I get the heat creep. So that's where we are today, and uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to go over this is I know that some of you on XJ Talk have mentioned that on the website, you have mentioned that you know, you've know you got 35-inch 35, 35 tires or uh, blah, 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 and, and you have the same problem on the highway. Now, some of you don't. Uh, I don't know what the correlation between those that do is and those that, that don't what the correlation is but uh, I do know that some of you have that and you you may just be living with it Uh, maybe you've tried to fix it, you couldn't and you've given up. Uh, I refuse to Uh, I've built a nice nice Jeep and it is a station wagon and I would like to take the family places and I really can't with the way it is Now I did notice um, here about uh, maybe a month ago now uh, we were in a situation where the Mustang was down, so we had to take the the, uh, the Jeep on the highway to go pick up the girls at a cousin's house probably 20 miles away. And I had to get on the highway, and I was driving down the highway. I tried to keep it around 65, 70 miles an hour, and it was running around 210, maybe a little warmer than that at times. And the outside air temperature was uh, 70-something degrees, so that was actually an improvement. I don't know what difference there has been because I haven't done anything to it since putting the cutting the hole and putting the uh, the cal induction uh, scoop on it and testing it, of course, and not seeing that that had resolved the issue. So I, I have plans currently. I was looking at, uh, and you guys were mentioning it here in the in the chat room. I had been looking at the um, the rubber mat that comes on some of you know maybe it was on mine maybe they took it off whenever they were replacing the the water pump and that's why i never saw it but as far as i know my 98 did not have the the little rubber mat that goes underneath the engine and um, then uh, we're doing some research this week i thought maybe it was because uh, of having the the upcountry package which includes uh, skids factory skids uh, maybe it was because I had the front factory skid as the reason why I didn't have the mat. But several people on, on the, the website had said, uh, had told me, no, so-and-so has a skid and they have a mat. So um, I think I was talking to, strangely enough, Matt today. <laughs> and he said that, uh, he says, just put your skid back on it, Which but, which by the way, this, the, the, the running hot and everything, I had the factory skid on there, but whenever I put my, my new uh, Detours custom-built bumper on the front, I removed that skid and left it off. I was trying to counteract some of the the weight that I was adding to the front with it and the winch. So I've dug it back up, and I'm going to be putting that back on because um, Matt M.S. Mornberg um, on uh, XJTalk.com and several others had mentioned that maybe what I the problem I'm experiencing is is a lack of um, vacuum or uh, a lack of um, basically keeping the air from flowing underneath and on top of the jeep. whenever the jeep was lower, the air dam was you know closer to the ground uh, you know maybe I don't know twelve inches or or less and and then when I lifted it, It was seven inches higher because the tires and the four and a half inch lift lifted the body a total of seven inches. So maybe that allowed more airflow under the Jeep. And if more air is going under the Jeep and over the Jeep, that means less air is going through the radiator because the radiator is going to be more restrictive. And the air, like water, is going to want to travel in the the path of least resistance. So uh, Matt's idea was, let's put an air dam on there. Let's put something on there that that will block that airflow and see if we can't push more air through the radiator. I mean, certainly by definition, running hot on the highway, you have an airflow problem. I mean, it can be other things too. But if if all those other things have been addressed, it's probably an airflow problem. So that's where we're at now. Um I'm also looking at uh some uh, electric fans. Um Dirt uh Dirt Bound Off Road has a uh, a 3 electric fan setup that replaces the factory auxiliary fan and the mechanical fan. And uh it has a uh, the CFM rating is uh 4600. And what I've read was you need a minimum of 2900 to have what you have with the aux and the mechanical fan. So certainly 4600 uh, CFM is probably the best I'm going to do, uh, at least you know without p- placing some sort of jet engine or something in there to suck air through the, the front. At, in fact, at 4600 CFM, I'll probably uh, suck small animals and uh, leaves and things up to the front of the Jeep. And, uh, you know, I understand the 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 bumper that I put on there, the lights, the winch, all that stuff is going to be disturbing the air and making it harder for the air to get through. Although I have seen an improvement in the running hot at highway speeds than what I had originally when I had the original bumper and nothing in front of the, the Jeep grill. So uh, I just wanted to mention that because I know that's an obvious way to go. You're putting things in front of the Jeep. It's going to make it harder for the air to get through. You're running hot at highway speeds. You know, take those lights off. Take that winch off. uh, Be normal. (laughs) And damn it, I'm not going to. I'm going to figure out some way around it. So um, I don't think, oh, one thing I did do uh, this last summer, I took the the, uh, B&M transmission cooler off the front uh, in front of the uh, the condenser, the AC condenser and radiator, and I moved it down to the bumper. Uh, there's some slots in the bumper, and I thought, you know, that the transmission isn't probably isn't running that hot. I do have the the transmission cooler, the factory transmission cooler, in the airflow. I'll put this one in the bumper, and it's not going to get as much air, but it's going to get some air going through there, and um, it, it you know. I, I, that might be a benefit and and actually that made a difference that made a noticeable difference and it may be why i was able to um run at around uh, 210 whenever i was uh, in the 7 degree uh, air temps because i took that heat generator and according to my ir uh uh laser not laser yeah well it has a laser pointer on it the ir thermometer i scanned it and i think that was 165 degrees the the transmission cooler was 165, 170 degrees, and it's about 12 inches by 8 or 9 inches. So it was this nice big heat generator in front of the radiator and condenser that are also generating and dissipating heat. So moving that out of the airflow did help. Uh, obviously, the, the best thing to do would be to take that little uh, transmission cooler, stick a 8-inch fan or something on it with a thermostat, and have it kick on depending upon what the transmission temperature fluid temperature is but I haven't got that far yet so uh, my next step will be to put the uh, the skid plate back on the factory skid back on the, the front of the Jeep and see if that makes a difference and then after that it's the three electric fans 4600 CFM baby and um uh, I don't know. Leaf blowers, duct tape to the front to force more air through there. I don't know. Um I don't I really don't want to go to the 3 core all aluminum radiator for $500. Although that probably would have been cheaper. I'm um, certain it would have been cheaper than all the things I've already done. So if you if you're having a problem with the 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 Jeep running hot at idle or out on the trail, um I think that the the a $40 change, get the uh, heavy-duty Grand Cherokee fan clutch. That makes a big difference. That's going to suck more air through. It's going to, it should hurt your gas mileage a little bit, although uh, I haven't seen a big change in mine, uh, and it squeals. Uh, (laughs) If you're accelerating, it has a tendency to squeal, and I don't know if that's because of the, the, the fan end of the fan blades uh, going too fast or, or exactly what it is. But I thought I had a bad one at first. But no, it just squeals. It doesn't squeal all the time. It only squeals at certain times. But it, but it squeals. Seems to be a common thing. And then the uh, I think the 3-core radiator, uh, it, it does help. Now I've heard that uh, having that additional core means that it, 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 it doesn't dissipate the heat as well because now your, your heat generation is that much deeper. So, you know, instead of having uh, two rows, two cores, and having the airflow over the two cores and just cooling those two cores, now you're having to cool a third core, and and each one is adding heat to the next one. So, um, I don't know. I didn't see... I've seen a huge difference on the Chevy engines whenever I would do that. I did not see a big difference uh, doing it to the Jeep. But the three core was $167 from Barn. so... I don't know. it's uh seems to be a pretty good deal. so that was me talking for you know about an hour. Um, pay a little more attention here to the uh, to the chat room. Does uh, anybody have any questions or comments that uh, may have been missing? Um, Dalton says, does it have some kind of heat resistant backing on the mat? I don't know. Uh, i I only started looking at that uh, day before yesterday. Uh, According to talking to Matt today on uh, Facebook chat he said that the the mat is um, about an inch longer than the the factory skid so he said just put the factory skid on it don't worry about the mat so that's that's what I want to do I'm just gonna put that skid back on I don't um, I'm going to scramble around to try to figure out where the bolts are for that silly thing. I guess I'll have to, have to make do. Maybe go buy some, because I didn't save them. I didn't think that skid was ever going back on there. I think it looks better without the skid, but, you know, having the, the engine running cool is better. Oh, and by the way, I, I do notice that with all the modifications that I made, even on the hottest days in Houston, um, when I'm sitting in traffic, I do not feel a loss of performance before you could tell that the engine was not producing as much horsepower uh as it would even though the temperature didn't look like it was that bad the engine wouldn't perform as well and with the modifications that I've made uh it it is like a uh a cool spring day with the windows down it it, it performs just as snappy as it is it used to even on the hottest days so that makes me feel better about the modifications that I've made because uh it it feels snappy and you know, like it's ready to go, like it, like it always has on the the cooler days. So, guys, uh, any questions? Any comments? Any questions about the contest? Just a reminder: we have two contests going on. One is winding down and uh, coming to the coming to an end, either in the next few days or in about a week, and that is for the. Um, Performance Distributors Firewire Kit 4.0. Uh, if you're not familiar with this kit, it is a um, basically plug wires, um, a, a higher voltage coil. Uh, it is a, a rotor and a uh, cap. And together, it's supposed to allow you to run uh, your spark plugs up to 65, a .065 gap and a uh, bigger gap means a larger spark, a larger spark means more uh, fuel burn inside the cylinder, and that translates into more power and better fuel economy. Um, I had a problem with mine and uh, finally wound up finding out that it was the uh, crank position sensor that was causing me a problem, not the kit. And I have not seen a uh, a large uh, improvement in my mileage, but I may have other issues that I'm that I'm working on. Um, it has been documented that this kit does improve gas mileage two or three miles per gallon. So it was uh, uh, I got the got the kit around the time that the price of gas was up real high, and I was hoping to get uh, get higher than 13 miles per gallon what I'm currently getting it's it's almost like clockwork it goes anywhere from a high 11 mile per gallon to a, a mid 13 5 13 six and doesn't really change and hasn't changed since I put the 456 gears in it it's uh that was the the biggest increase it was around uh, 10 miles to the gallon before and now it's up around consistently 12 something 12 to 13 and the the 456 years made a big difference. Now, I don't drive highway. I drive back roads, so I drive 40 to 50, maybe 60 miles an hour uh with stops. So, um you know, you got to factor that stuff in too. I, I I have not gone on a trip because of the running hot problem on the highway and uh, I I suspect that if I could go on a long trip at 65 and maintain, you know, 65, maybe 70 miles an hour my gas mileage would probably be a little better, but running the higher RPM, I'm probably going through a little more gas. Now, if I do get a chance uh, financially, with all this other stuff that I need or want to do that a Jeep, I, I would like to get one of those programmers and uh, try, um, you know, doing a, a a burn on the the uh, computer to make it run more fuel efficient and see if that wouldn't help. It would be great if I could get. 16, 17 miles per gallon out of it. Uh, I'd be really happy with that Um, and based on the feedback that I've gotten from two websites, maybe three websites, um, people with lifted jeeps, four and a half inch, 32, 33 inch tires on the highway are seeing as high as uh, 16, 15 to 16, maybe even 17 miles per gallon. Um, Not everybody but, but some are and I was ready to accept that that's just what the gas mileage is going to be. I mean, that's that you, you have to pay to play. And if you're going to lift and put big tires on, you're going to lose gas mileage. But there are Jeeps running automatics with similar lifts, similar tires, uh, with armor, blah, 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 getting 16, 17 miles to the gallon. We're not getting 20. I wouldn't believe 20. But uh, so that's what I want to try. You're right, you're right, uh, Wayne. Wayne says it's a Jeep, Jeep love gas, end of story. So, yeah, I know, Rene, that's what I've heard. Uh, Rene says uh, uh, that not any I have seen. Um, You know, it's a website. Uh, People can be exaggerating. They could... uh, They could be going downhill. They could be going downhill with a tailwind. They could have been being towed. I don't know. Uh, I just know that there were more than onesies and twosies that were saying they were getting uh, anywhere from 15 to 17 miles per gallon on the highway. Four and a half inch lift, 32 or 33 inch tires. So, I've read some articles where they've done the same thing. In fact, one of the articles I read, uh, they talked about the performance distributor uh firewire kit that I got. And um, and that thing that they did it it boosted them two or three miles per gallon. Not so with me, but uh I have to check the fuel pressure and a few other things that Matt and I are, are working on. I may be driving over there just to let him hook up his um his um snap on <clears throat> snap on um odb2 scanner and see what it says i've even changed out um, injectors so i don't know i could be having a a fuel flow issue and that could be messing things up yeah propane you know actually um, east texas hunter says the uh, propane would be badass yeah propane would be pretty uh, pretty neat Um, it's um, you know any u-haul place you can uh, fill up and uh, I think the price is uh, is pretty decent on it compared to gas. And uh, I've seen some some larger, uh, you know, some Ford Dodge pickups set up on propane, and uh, they seem to do quite well. That was years ago too. So um, I think it's a uh, it's certainly a, a cleaner burning fuel too. Uh, I think what would be really cool would be to have a diesel. Now the diesel fuel is is more expensive, but if you could get a diesel that had decent uh, horsepower, and of course it would have just wonderful torque. Um, that would really be a neat thing to have in a Jeep. Okay guys, we're we're running a little over. Uh, just reminds you again that the um, we've got the contest. Uh, the um, the uh, Performance Distributors Fireware Kit 4.0 uh, Please get on the site and vote uh, for our tiebreaker between Weldman and Orderdean and for their for the best question that'll be up tonight or tomorrow and uh, don't forget get these beautiful beautifully crafted detours a pillar light mounts you can see them on uh, xj talk uh, i do not think that they're available on the detours website yet as far as looking at them you can of course you can call mark and and order them uh they are $47 shipped uh you can if you don't want to you know try to win a pair uh win a set you can always just call mark and and order them and he'll get them out to you and uh they're really nice um i would like to have some myself but i already have planned for eight lights on my jeep and and i just don't know that 10 would be the right way to go (laughs) i just think that would be uh i think eight's going to be a lot so um but if uh if I wasn't going to do the overhead lights, I would be doing these. They're they're very well very well made. Of course, anything that you get from Detours is is well made. So um, uh, get on if you'd like to to get in and perhaps get a uh, a nice pair of uh, fifty dollar a pillar mounts for two bucks or four bucks or six bucks. Get on and uh, and um, send us your two dollars through PayPal and buy a chance to win. Uh, it really helps out. We're hoping to do more contests, and this is kind of one of those tests that we can see how much interest there are in contests because, you know, frankly, if I can feel confident that um, I can order a a $300 bumper from Mark or uh, from one of the other uh, bumper manufacturers, uh, AJ Off-Road, et cetera, et cetera, I'll, I'll be happy to put up that as a contest and let people pay um $2 or $5 or $10 depending on the the cost the overall cost of the, uh, of the 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 wanted item and we'll get it but i needed to see what my exposure would be and i figured uh $47 for these a pillar lights i could uh, i could handle so um obviously we have not gotten, got enough um people buying chances to cover the cost of the a pillar light mounts yet so I'd love to get people in there where they that at least break even but that wasn't part of the deal the deal is two bucks is what it takes to to enter the contest and that's all it costs to to win the thing you know that's your your chance to win so if you can get it for two dollars or four dollars i mean what the what the hell and if you're a super member you know get your entry in it's free you've already paid by becoming a super member uh site subscriber and if you haven't subscribed to xjtalk.com and you find that xjtalk.com is entertaining and helpful and saves you money, think about being a subscriber. Uh two dollars and fifty cents a month, five dollars a month, ten dollars a month, which frankly I think that's way too much money, but if that's what you want to do. Uh but uh you know two fifty a month, you become a subscriber, it helps pay the bills to keep the website up. It's not going anywhere, but it certainly helps uh Helps us out keeping it going. So uh, it's all, if you go to the homepage, you'll see on there where you can become a subscriber. If you don't want to do the monthly thing, uh, I understand, don't want a monthly bill, have a look at the donation thing, one-time donation. Uh, certainly don't want to come across that any of those things are required. It's not. It's a free site. You should only give if you feel like it's something that you feel comfortable doing. So with that, I just want to say uh, thank you very much for being here tonight. I hope that the, uh, the conversation about the Jeep running hot and uh, my personal issues I've been having with my Jeep will be somewhat helpful to you. If nothing else, it might be a little uh, like therapy, uh, knowing that somebody else is having similar problems uh, to yours. And also, too, knowing all the things that have been done um, that may or may not help you. Uh, if you have any questions about uh, things that I've done to my cooling system and things that I think have helped the most, um, you know, feel free to contact me. Start a post. Uh, send me a PM. A post will be better because uh, everybody gets the benefit from the information. But happy to talk about it because uh, it's therapy for me. I get to feel better about it because it's very frustrating. It's damn frustrating. <laughs> but I'm going to whip it. Uh, I love my Jeep and I'm going to fix this problem, and then once it's fixed, then there'll be a th- something else. No, actually, the, the the Jeep is a very good vehicle. It has been largely trouble-free for the 12, 13 years that we've had it. Um, it has a minor design flaw, and it's the, the cooling system, and And I believe it's because of that narrow front end. Uh, one of the things that makes the Cherokee look cool is that, that wide, narrow front end, but It's hard to pull air through there. Um, It's hard to get a fan back there to pull the air through. So, at least that's my feeling. So, guys, next week, don't forget, we're going to pick the winner for the Detours A-Pillar light mounts. So, be here next week to find out who wins. And if you've entered, be here to see if you win. We'll post it up on the site, too, in case you can't be here or, you know, something comes up. Don't worry about it. Uh, You do not have to be present to win But uh, a little excitement in the show. So, till next week, my name's Tony, Motoroy on xjtalk.com. Visit the site, buy a damn ticket for the A pillar mount lights. See you next week, guys. This is Big Jim 350, and I f***ing love XJTalk.com. Oh.